Hello and welcome to a, another long-awaited episode of What High School Did You Go To? I am speaking to the one and only Chris Hatfield. I don't know why I'm introducing you. I've never, <laughs> I've, I've never done that before. I'm Gabe DeVerge. <laughs> I'm Chris Hatfield. Um, in the history of podcasts, I don't think one stopped and one started again with as many changes to the world um, that have happened. The last time we recorded I am pretty sure that the ACC basketball tournament was being canceled. It, I think it had, it had just been canceled. And we, I think the, we had not yet canceled the NCAA tournament, but we were getting there. <laughs> oh, we were, we were so much younger and, and gullible at that time. Yes. Now we're all hardened and, and grizzed. You, you have been through a lot. Uh, I've just been, surviving <laughs> riding out the storm <laughs> um we're gonna i think we're gonna talk about all that uh but we we felt like now was the time honestly we were planning on recording last week but we didn't we weren't able to meet up there's been like two false starts of of getting this thing back off the ground uh, but here we are we're back we're gonna you know try and 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 give this another go now that chris is a, a little more stable chris you gotta tell us where you're recording from right now I'm recording from Cook City, Montana. Um, you might hear some ambience of ATVs passing by. Oh, the beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Any type of like off-road vehicles because they're all street legal here. That's amazing. <laughs> you didn't um, <laughs> I didn't tell you that before the podcast. Um, maybe you won't hear it this late in the day, but you know, uh, you may be surprised. But yeah, Cook City, Montana. Uh, I am here now recording this uh, directly from a lodge here that me and my fiance are managing. Um, we were working at Glacier National Park and we were on the east side of Glacier National Park which was technically the Blackfoot Indian Reservation's land and they decided to close down that side of the park because of coronavirus. Completely understandable. Um, All all blessings uh, to to, to those guys. Especially for them um, and and their individual circumstance for sure um, with funding and everything else. Um, So definitely no hard feelings here. Um, I completely supported it, but yeah, no doubt we um, hopped in the Subaru, just like some, some great millennials (laughs) would do. And we uh, went down here and got a job. So yeah. Here we are. Amazing. Just, just living the dream, just finding a new spot. I mean, I, you guys truly, you guys, I know we were texting a little bit during that time and I know it was, a, it was a little rough and tumble, but I'm glad you guys found a spot in beautiful cook city, Montana, which looks beautiful for, if you, if you don't follow Chris on Instagram and, and uh, his future wife, uh, definitely do that. Cause there's some amazing vistas. Um, definitely, definitely, <laughs> definitely a little, a Lots little quieter. The animals. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, lots of crazy animals. It's, it's definitely weird today. Uh, we had a, uh, alert on my phone that there's a fire watch because it's very um, windy and, and, and hot. So it's just like, it's weird things like that going outside and, and, you know, thinking about if I'm going to go for a run, I may want to carry bear spray. Um, it, it, there's, there's just some things like that, that are, that are weird, but yeah, it's, uh, it's Montana and it's wild. <laughs> No question. And uh, as we mentioned, you know, we're going to try, you know, uh, Chris isn't in Louisville anymore, but we still obviously, uh, you know, I'm sure he still cares about the city. He didn't just stop caring. Cook City is not, (laughs) isn't, isn't, you don't have any takes about uh, Cook City, uh, you know, Cook City's bar scene that that you have or, or or there's no Topgolf being built in Cook City. So you got to get those takes off. Um, 
but we're going to talk about a ton of other things. Obviously a lot, especially in Louisville has happened. Um, today it's been 150 days since the Louisville police department murdered Breonna Taylor in her home. And we're going to talk about that. And we, we honestly, we, we want to have those kinds of conversations, but not just with us. Um, so, so stay tuned for that. We're going to have important conversations about, about those types of things, um, in the future. Um, but we really, you know, we wanted to talk about something, you know, honestly that pales in importance completely to all of that. Um, but felt like just Louisville Twitter really exploded in a way that I haven't seen it explode in a, in a long, long time. <laughs> um, that's saying something. Sadly it, it is. Um, and that's the college football season. So we're going to do that in this. Um, but Hey, I haven't heard that intro in like four months. So, uh, I'm, I'm going to hit it, Chris, and we're going to hear it again. Coming to you from inside the Waterson Expressway. Greatness started in Louisville, Kentucky. It's the only podcast that misses cahoots. This is What High School Did You Go To? With your hosts, Chris Hatfield and Gabe DeVerge. Louisville is the greatest. And we're back, Chris. It's great to hear it. Great to, great to hear the intro again. Always. <laughs> um, so as, as I mentioned, we're, we're pretty much exclusively going to talk about college football, um, the, the, the changes in the season that have happened, it has been a whirlwind of, you know, 24, 36, 48 hours, Chris. Um, and I wanted to talk about this situation, um, three different ways, how we got here, what's happening at this moment, and then what we think might be happening next. So let's set the scene, Chris, you, I think from your perspective would be really interested you were interesting where, you know, what, what, what were you hearing? Where were you when you were hearing kind of the first rumbles this weekend um, about the, you know, the, the potential changes and the, and the big tens role and, 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 and all the, uh, all the deal with that. Where were you? To be quite honest with you over the last few weeks is just really when I've started to kind of re-engage in, in Twitter and things right. of that nature. And honestly, like this has been the first like major story. Um, as far as I knew, you know, about a week ago, because I wasn't really probably as engaged as, as some of the people at that time, college football, there were plans to be had. There were, mm -hmm. you know, it was progressing as kind of usual protocols were in place and, and things of that nature and everything that we We've, we've been caring for the past few months was going on as scheduled. And then suddenly at some point, you know, I, I see that the Mac is, is canceling their right. season. And then from there, it just kind of like, it was, uh, for me, it was like so quick. Um, sometimes these, these stories, um, honestly, I, I don't remember much that, that progressed as fast as this. I mean, the NCAA stuff with Louisville and things like that, they, they all kind of take their like slow little death of course, but like, this was, this was very fast. That's the thing that sticks out to me is that like, it, it almost seemed like everyone was kind of waiting around for someone to make a call. And then from there, everyone already knew what was going to happen, whether that's the, we want to play movement, whether that's, you know, recruiting writers that had their exactly <laughs> PR thing that they wanted to say, uh, you know, even if it's people that are, that are on the radio that knew exactly that they were going to go out and fight for this not to happen. Everyone was waiting on that moment. And it, it feels like we just got to it like really quick. Yeah. I, it's, it, it has, it has felt like things were consistently changing on the dime. Um, 
but I think one thing I do, I do, I don't know, I, we're going to get to quite a bit here, but I, I do want to kind of outline, I think, I think the thing that, that isn't being said enough, and it's been said some, and, and you're hearing it a lot from leadership people, but not quite as much from, from hashtag college football, Twitter, hashtag Louisville, Twitter, that type of stuff is I think just the virus, you know, we have to let the virus dictate this type of stuff in terms of, in terms of safety. And to me, I think you can trace the issues we're hearing, we're seeing today. And I'm just, I'm just not hearing enough of people saying, you know, we, we, we didn't lose college football because the Mac, you know, we're not, we're not quote. We, I mean, we haven't lost college football yet, but this isn't happening because the Mac said no, or the Ivy league said no, or, or the big 10 presidents have said no. It's because we haven't managed a situation and, and, and college football is, is in such a, you know, no question college football is in one of the worst possible positions in terms of logistics, in terms of pulling something like this off. I mean, we're seeing, we've seen how poorly it's gone for some teams in major league baseball. I think things are, objectively better now, but I just, you know, literally just read before we hopped on, I hadn't even realized, I mean, the St. Louis Cardinals have only played five games, you know, some teams have played 12 um, and they're going to have, and, and somehow the Cardinals are going to have to make up a bunch of these games and they're not going to get to all of them. There's no question. So, you know, and, and college football is, is even that on, on an nth degree where you're dealing with, especially if, even if you're just counting group of five, you know, the, the, the power five conferences, you're talking about 60 something teams with 150 to 200 people that, that have to be there to manage things on game day, every game day. And it's nuts. And so yeah. I think, uh, go ahead, go ahead. No, I, I just think from me, from the get-go, I, I would have tried to create some type of set, separation from the group of five programs and, yeah. and the power five programs and say, look, you know, there's already, we don't have to talk about the the power fives breaking away or stuff like that. It's yeah, yeah. constantly going to be brought up every freaking time, but like, it's like. And I think we'll get into can, a little more, yeah you can, you can safely kind of make some type of, you know, you're not, you're never going to make like a bubble situation, but you can already say from the get go that we're going to do group of five separately. We're going to do powerly. Um, you know, the conference schedule thing literally just happened and I can't right. believe it took us that long to even get to that. Uh, but that, that should have been something that was a sad at several months ago. Yeah. In my mind. Yeah. And I think, I think that goes to kind of the, one of these points that we want to touch on. And that's like this NCAA conference's lack of leadership, you know, as you mentioned, you know, I, I, I don't know if you were aware that they, they changed kind of the, who was going to make decisions on the fall championships just last week. I think it was a week ago, Sunday in terms of letting each division decide who's going to, you know, that they're going to make the calls. So division one just received all of the power to, to, to decide on division one fall championships, which it seems like the vast majority of them are going to be um, either postponed or canceled in some way. Just, just, I, I haven't checked on that today, but that was the last I heard. Um, right. And then you're absolutely right. I mean, I don't know. I, I struggle with this conferences issue and that's something that Scott Satterfield talked about. We're going to talk about Scott Satterfield plenty here in a minute, but I, I don't, I guess, Chris, my a question for you is, do you fault the conferences for going about this in terms of making these plans? Do you fault them for making the schedules? I mean, I think every conference released their schedule in the past two weeks. 
um, maybe not everyone, but the, but most of the major conferences, I know we have the SEC, the big 10 PAC 12 and ACC for sure. I'm not quite sure if the big 12s has come out yet. Um, their actual schedules. Um, so do you fault these conferences for, for making those types of decisions or do you think that they should have made the call? You think we should have made the call already? I, I think the parallels between, you know, the federal government's handling of this to <laughs> put the onus on the state government has been uh, amazingly wild to me because it's been so similar that no one wants to no make question. a decision, whether it's the NCA and they want to throw it in the conferences and then the conferences want to throw it on individual schools and, they, you know, they want to have a vote. So I don't I mean, I don't fault them. Um, I just think from the from the top down that that so many people have failed is remarkable. And it's not like, you know, if you want to, you can say if, if you want to defend Trump, which it's probably not something I would enjoy doing or, or would typically <laughs> do. But if you wanted to do that, you can say that this guy didn't have as much notice as some of these universities did to to kind of make these decisions like you knew this was happening. We sat through all these months where, it, you know, the can kind of got kicked down the road and now we're here. And it's like still that no one wants to make a decision. And I think that's the thing that's wild to me. But to answer your question. No, I, I don't fault them because I think they were just kind of doing what they thought they needed to do. Um, because again, you know, there was no uniform mission. There was no yeah. communication. Um, uh, transparency is something you haven't gotten from the NCA ever, ever. And you haven't gotten it at the most important time when you need it. And it's just, it, we, it's, it's a dead horse at this point. I mean, it's the same thing again and again and again. No question. Two, two things I wanted to say to that, because I think you made a really good point about the NCAA and uh, Richard Johnson, who used to write for SB Nation about college football and wrote the Sinful Seven book. Fantastic. He, he made a really good point today. And it's something I've been thinking about since he mentioned it. And I'm trying to pull up the tweet, but I can't find it. It's something to the effect of the NCAA can be both a, a nebulous group of, um, of, powerful conferences spread around the country and then also a all seeing eye emanating from Indianapolis, Indiana. And right. it chooses which of those to be or something in the middle to be whenever it's its best for them. So in the situation of infractions, which listen, I think in Louisville, you, you know, you got a lot of people who are sick and tired of the NCAA's power for infractions, completely get it. I'm with them hundred percent of the, you know, you know, 98% of the time. Um, but in something like this, oh, well, you know, we don't want to, we don't want to be the decision maker here. You know, they want all the power, but none of the, you know, none of, none of the responsibility that comes along with it. And then I also, uh, you know, was, was listening to uh, the, 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 the much loved Bill Simmons, uh, his podcast on Sunday, it's been, a, been a big day for him, <laughs> his podcast on Sunday with Ryan Rosillo, who, you know, take it or leave it, whatever. But I think Rosillo made a really good point. It's that he is always been, he's always been questioned, questionable with the idea of a college football commissioner, just because of that fact that these conferences are so nebulous that you're having to take people. You're, you're never going to have the people in at the university of Cal Berkeley want the same thing as, as the university of Alabama and Tuscaloosa. That's just never going to be the same way. So acting like they can be on a similar plane or be managed by the same group, even if they, everyone gave their grant of rights to a, a football czar of some sort or a college sports power five czar, um, 
the administrator, commissioner, whatever you want to call it. It's just the nature. It just goes back to how the nature of the sport is so difficult. But you also, you know, you mentioned, I, I, I've said it a hundred times. The fact that we didn't manage this outbreak, this pandemic, well, is why we're here. Other, you know, I was just reading today that uh, that Germany, that Germany, they're they're about to restart the Bundesliga, the the Premier the, the Premier League of Soccer in Germany. If you, if you're unaware, and they still don't know. I mean, they have like. I think probably all of Germany, I don't know the stats on top of my head, but all of Germany probably had, they had fewer new cases today, I would bet, than Kentucky did. And and they're still not sure if they're going to have fans in the stands, but you could go to a a Louisville City game on Sunday night, like, or or Saturday night. Like, it's just, we haven't managed this to the the degree that other places have. And that's why we don't have this, you know, they've all done sports fine. Like, yes, there's been specific occasions there's a few there's an outbreak right now for one of the big uh the big european teams that's about to compete that okay we don't know what's going on with them but they have not been anywhere near level and and i I was trying to find it seems like college sports are happening or like sort of the equivalent of you know a university basketball team in germany i believe Uh, i was looking and finding some they were having some kind of basketball tournament stuff like that those are happening but we haven't managed this to the degree that, you know, as, as Sean Doolittle from the Nat national said, we don't, we didn't, we didn't do this well enough to a point where we get sports as a reward. So we're just trying to, to ram it through the way that we love to do in everything, every facet of, of American life. And this, there's going to be bumps along the way and there's going to be big bumps and there's going to be ditches and there's going to be crashes uh, just because we didn't lay out the track for it to be smooth. Every everything is so American about this that it no question uh, uh, it's 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 it's, it's, it's uh, crazy because like one of the worst things and, and now and I'm gonna kind of sound like a boomer but one of the worst things with with Twitter and our attention span is that we we quickly move on to the next story but we haven't really took a moment to really set in to how realize how remarkable it is that America is still in the shape that it is comparatively speaking with the rest of the rest yeah. of the world I'm just kind of echoing exactly what you said but it it bears repeating it is it is truly remarkable that the things that are happening you know ten thousands of miles away and and what is happening here and uh, how we're such an outlier and i and i know we have to talk about college college football but it's just like sometimes like there's just some days i just kind of like i sit and i'm you know know, maybe i'm taking a break from work and i read something i just like like I saw something today was one, if you, the math is one out of every 2000 Americans has died from this thing. Yeah. The one out of every 2000 people. That's, that's, that's insane. I mean, cause I guarantee everyone listening to this, no, you couldn't name 2000 people, but you know, 2000 people, maybe not by name or face, but you know, of 2000 people. No question. Yeah, when you when you posted that video of of the the, the Sturgis bike rally, I, I looked at the video and I'm like, someone in that video, there's a good chance that they could die from the. No, no question. It's no question. Like, no and question. that's that's like that's like so wow. It's wild, that, and we just haven't come to grips with that. We still we're six months in, and we haven't come to grips with it. We got. I mean, it's, it's, it's just, it's just, it's just very American, baby. It's very American us, but that, we have, that, to, that, that's what it comes down to. So, okay. So we're at this point where the college, you know, the, 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 the conferences have made these decisions. 
so uh, one thing I heard from several people, people I respect uh, and people who I, I, you know, I think are smart people who are asking, well, what changed for the big 10? Well, we got that answer a few hours ago. And it sounds like they, uh, you know, a reporter, Mark Schlabaugh and, and Paul Levine on ESPN, I'll th- toss in the show notes. I highly recommend it. I'm guessing you've read it if you're listening to this podcast, but if you haven't, um, a rare heart condition that's been linked with the coronavirus is fueling concern among Power Five conference administrators that the viability of college sports this fall. The myocarditis, myocarditis, which is the inflammation of, of the heart muscle, has been found in at least five Big Ten conference athletes and among several other athletes. So... And the way the way you know this article makes it makes it seem like this is something that's that has been brought to the attention specifically in the past week to key people in the in the Big Ten, the Pac-12, the MAC canceled as we've talked about, and I think it goes to the fact that we can't keep thinking about and you and you and I talked about it a little bit, and I, I've talked about a lot of people. Everyone wants to have this dichotomy of free for. You either made it through this virus if you get it, or you died. But the, that in-between, that gray area, we don't know how big that cone is. We don't know how big that cone is. We don't know if people 15 years from now are, are going to have all these problems. And we're seeing people even in the middle to near term having other issues. And if this, and I, I read this and I, I just, I understand where everyone's coming from. I under, I understand completely because taking the, the liability stuff out of it, which is, listen, let's be real. It's no question a part of this, Chris, a huge part. And probably the major part is these schools don't want to get sued, but I just, I understand where, where administrators feel like they can in good faith push through with that. Yeah, I think this is, I mean, I think this is going to be the prevailing narrative and story for the next few days is. Which I haven't seen, I haven't seen like a lot of people responding. So, which is wild. I haven't, I didn't mean to jump on you, but I I haven't seen as many people respond to this as they did the the graphic that, 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 that Trevor Lawrence shared. Yeah, if if the Big Ten comes out and let's say the Big Ten cancels the season and they actually publicly cite this as one of the things they took into consideration, I think that's when you'll see people kind of grasp to it and it'll become mm-hmm. a bigger story. Um, it's because I've, I've seen a lot of like, you know, why not go ahead and start the season? And if we have a major outbreak, then pull the plug. This is a perfect reason why. Um, this is why, like, it, you, you don't want to do that. And that's, that's something that... Um, Seth, um, who's the guy from college basketball that a lot of Louisville fans really hate? Seth, um, Seth Davis, Seth yeah. Davis. Okay. <laughs> that, that's a, that's a, that's a point he brought up today. Um, that, you know, if, if you have a major outbreak, then just pull a plug. This is, this is why you don't do that. So I do think like if the big team comes out and makes an official statement, I, I don't really know where we're at with that. They were supposed to talk today at six Eastern. I don't know if that got postponed or, or whatever. Um, but it, if they come out, that is when I think you're going to see that narrative be pushed. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, I think the other thing that, that I want to talk about kind of in the past tense is the Pac-12 players uniting and then subsequently the Big Ten players uniting. Because I, I think I, I hate and we'll talk we'll talk about this College Football Players Association, but 
I think that concern, and, and obviously we have to look through the lens of college sports as it being a, uh, a vehicle for unpaid athletes <laughs> to, to, to participate in for our entertainment. Right. So I think that part of it, and uh, I don't think it's a coincidence at all that the two conferences that seem to be the two major conferences seem to be the closest to uh, ejecting from this season are the two that had the largest amount, you know, the, the most public displays uh, before Trevor Lawrence's display uh, of, of players wanting bigger, you know, just scrutiny or, or bigger attention to specific um, ideas or issues. I, I don't think that that's a coincidence. They're, they're, uh, they're, they're, they're the woke conferences. I'll just say it for you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. Like I kind of always went in and thought I, I, I definitely joke with people and, and this is, you know, the SEC was going to play no matter what. <laughs> it's just like the sec is going to do that, but you're definitely not, I, I don't know, like football. I, the thing about big 10 is like football is a way of life still for a lot of those places, man. Like you like it's not, it, yeah, it's not the South and no, they're not producing the level of talent as the South, but you know, California and you know, Iowa and Wisconsin and, and Minnesota, like it, they, 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 those are places where, where football is still really important and you get a, a ton of talented players in high school. So I don't, I don't, I don't agree. I don't agree with the idea that those people are, are, um, you know, any less interested in, in having a football season. I think everyone wants to have it, but that, you know, just something to think about. So, so that takes us to now that takes us to today. We, you know, we hear Sunday night, everyone saying Sunday night that it's, it's over by the end of the week. Everyone, you know, I saw some tweet. I don't remember. I think it was Wolken. It's like, we're going to have some meetings this week with some tough decisions, tough work's going to, some sad work's going to be done. Okay. All right. Whatever. And we come to Sunday night and I went to bed Sunday night. Obviously I was Eastern time, Chris. And I guess I just, I don't know if I didn't see it or if it hadn't happened by the time I went to bed Sunday night, but by the time I wake up, we have a college football players association. <laughs> no, it, it's, it's funny that the, the way that I interact with Twitter now being on mountain standard time is if people are up late and they're still talking about something, then I know it's like a really serious issue. So people are tweeting last night at like nine o'clock mountain standard time. And I'm like, yeah, this, this is really, really serious. So the, the players association didn't happen by the time I went to sleep. So that was probably like 1030, uh, you know, out here and, and midnight around there. So it, it definitely happened in the wee hours of last night. Um, the, the funniest thing about this story in general to me is that how many people are tweeting back and don't realize by tweeting about it and, and you know, voicing their support that they're yes. supporting unions. I love it so much. It's That's, great. Um, who, who, who is Danny Cannell was, was, was the number one guy. He was, and, and that's the thing. And you mentioned to me, like the hashtag, keep that same energy. If you, if you want to support the players, if you're supporting hashtag, uh, we want to play, you, you keep that same energy for hashtag. We are United. Keep that same energy for the player. You support the players, quote unquote. That's, and I don't think everyone, 
I, I don't think everyone who wants a season to happen, who we're seeing, you know, you know, you know, tweeting out all this stuff. I don't think everyone is like that, but there definitely a ton of them are. You're, the guys there's who been were, like a there's been like a cosmic flip in the in the world with this. It, it, it's so crazy because like if one of these players was kneeling, it would be shut up and play football. If yeah. one of these players was, yeah. was doing anything that was against what they believed in, it would be yes. shut up and play football. And but, like, but, even, but here we are. And it's, it's hilarious. And do you really think, I mean, I, I don't know, like, like, do you, do people really think that the the politicians who are who are tweeting their support? You know, I just saw the 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 vice president Pence tweet. I was like, oh, we need college football. You really think Pence is about players getting paid? There's no way. He's not about that. Yeah. He doesn't want that. It, oh, the, the uh, players getting their own union. Well, I don't know about that, but uh, <laughs> you know, like like uh, the 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 Venn diagram of folks who I, I joked about Venn diagrams the other day. Uh, I think it was Sunday. <laughs> the Venn diagram of folks who uh, think that the media wants college football canceled, and then also uh, doesn't believe in a true like players' union is a circle. Like it's, it's, yeah. but they're all about let us hashtag we want to play because that's that suits their 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 objectives their agendas. Did the uh, did the Trump tweet happen earlier or or later than you expected? Because it was pretty much right on cue for me. I think it was about I think it was about right on cue and and um, I, I I retweeted that like uh, the Disney thing I thought that was really funny it was like uh, every Disney yeah, movie it's like it's like you know main character I want to be in the Glee Club dad play college football it's, it's the Trump tweet it's just like oh yeah. man it's uh, no it came right on cue so okay so so. So Trevor Lawrence, who, what, what, and I've seen a few other people say this, but it's absolutely the case. Like what, like what a legacy this guy is like potentially going to have on college football. Right. Like, like literally the, the perfect lab created college quarterback pro prospect might be the guy who like is one of the most important people in the creation of a players association. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, the, the, uh, it's unfortunate that it can't happen now because Dak Prescott just signed that fat ass contract, but <laughs> it would be absolutely perfect for him to go to the Dallas Cowboys. Like, yeah, he, and that would be just the, just the still chef kiss of, of all. Like I would love that so much. Well, you, he's going to be a Patriot. I just, I can't wait for that. Like I, I, I I'm upset about it, but like, it's just, it's too, it's too perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think that conversation between I know we're going to talk a little bit about Twitter's reaction because oh boy we need to talk about Twitter's reaction oh man. Um, but, but what do you think that conversation with him and Dabo Sweeney looked like after after all this went on well I and I think we're going to talk about it in a second like in relation to in a relation to um to Satterfield, but I, I I think Dabo had to kind of just be like, oh yeah, yeah, I support you because these guys, that's that's their thing. Is I'm a player's coach. I'm a you know like the players love me. I'm all for the players. I'm all for the guys. In a box and he's boxed in, and 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 that's Satterfield's thing as well. But Satterfield's and obviously we're biased as Louisville fans, but that feels a little more uh, legitimate to me than than yeah. than than Dabo for whatever reason. Um, yeah. And but they're, I definitely, they're 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 the same people though. I would hate to break it to you. No, they're, I, they're I the think same that I think they are the same people. 
I um, didn't mean to like jump out all over you. I know Please we're on, like a bit of a bit of a lag. But You're good. The Satterfield thing is like it's kind of interesting to me because something I haven't heard anyone bring up is how financially important it is to the University of Louisville that there is a football season played. Yep. Um, and so I, I, I do wonder, I speculate internally here that, uh, I wonder if the reason why he came out so strong today is because he knows that. Well, I do. Um, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I we have not seen Satterfield react that no. way. No. And, and that was, and that's what every single person said. And I, I listen, I, I do want to say, I know I, I, I definitely to a degree agree with you that Satterfield and Dabo are, are more alike than they are not alike. But I do think that this is a mark of something that Vince Tyre has been about since the beginning of his time at University of Louisville. And that was creating an athlete friendly, a student athlete friendly, I hate that word. Um, first uh like kind of an an athlete first program that they were going to care about what the athletes thought and not necessarily what the donors thought which you know is a a change of pace uh compared to what we've had in the past in some ways and shapes and forms um so i i do think that that aligns with that but you're right and you mentioned the fact that louisville needs this football season louisville is still paying bobby petrino a buyout Louisville is trying to is probably still paying is is you know still paying a uh, you know expansion. Um, they just expanded the facilities. There's I'm sure there's plenty of things that bills that need to get paid with that ACC network money, and that ACC network money ain't gonna ain't gonna come if they're in a college football season. So. You're absolutely right. Yeah, and I and mean, that's I, something, it's something I, I, to consider. I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's the reason why everything, I, I don't want to, I don't want to look at everything with a negative point of view. Cause I do legitimately think that Satterfield cares about his players in a way that Louisville coaches in the past have not, but it is something that you have to obviously keep in mind. Yeah. I mean, the past six months has made me so cryptic about <laughs> everything. And I, and I absolutely hate it because I, I love the university of Louisville. I love Louisville athletics. So I hate to look at something with such a negative connotation, but immediately throughout that entire press conference, when I, when I saw Satterfield just speak with that vigor and uh, that intensity that I haven't really seen at any type of press conference, I'm like, I wonder if this is just in the back of his head. He's like that, that we need this. Cause I, 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 do typically agree with you when you said Satterfield, you know, the family atmosphere, he cares about his players. I, I was a little turned off and, and I tweeted it out. You know, people can kind of shake their head and get mad about it or whatever, but I was a little turned off of this angle of, you know, if these players don't play football, what are they going to do? Like, yes, that's your, that's your job to help them out. Yes. My guy. But anyway, and no, no, um, but I, let's, I, let's I real do. quick, real quick on that. Cause I, I think that's an important point to underline. Cause that's something I've seen, not just from Louisville people, but from people across the country. Um, and, and Keith Wynn, I think specifically talked about it in a way I, I agreed with. And it's like, you know, if there isn't a season that you, and I understand guys saying, okay, like if there's not a season, we're just going to go home and maybe we'll get the virus there. But it, the, Louisville can't say that they're supporting these student athletes. And then if there's not a season, they just, okay, you go back home and we we don't have anything to do with you. And if there wasn't a season, I would definitely support any kind of initiative where athletes are, 
have that same access to any kind of, you know, facilities or, or, or things. And I know that there's money involved with that. And obviously if the money's not coming in, who's going to pay for it, but there's money somewhere in higher education. That's it's going somewhere, but. And they, I mean, they absolutely should. And, and, you know, people may say that this is student athletes getting, you know, better, better quality of things than, you know, the general student. Well, I mean, I hate to break it to you, but that's kind of the way it is. It's going to happen. It, right. it's, it's always happened. And, you know, college football pays the bills for a lot of these universities. That's just a reality. Um, so yeah, I'm right there with you. That rhetoric being thrown around and it's not just Scott Satterfield. Let me make that perfectly clear. Yes. There are lots of coaches I've seen mention that. I really do not like that, that, that type of discourse because I, I think that is manipulative and and I, I just don't think it's true. We, we're already participating in some, you know, college athletics, which is treating players like pawns. Just, just uh, let's, I mean, like, yeah, some, some people do it more than others, but the, at the base of it, you can cut it down to that. So using them like this is, it, it definitely always rubs me the wrong way when I'm hearing it and I'm hearing it from people who I think are smart people and people I respect. And it's just, it's an argument that doesn't make sense to me. I, I, I don't, I don't want to believe that this university, and I, I don't believe that we would be the type of university and type of institution that would put kids out if they needed this, you know, if, yeah. if they're better off at our facilities, someone, they're going to figure it out. They're not going to let the kids go away. And if you want something to, to get donors to donate to, I don't think they want that, that PR disaster on their heads either. So no, I'd agree with you. that's, you know, worst comes to worst. If we're talking about that, that's definitely not something. Um, so Satterfield, you know, I'm read, I've got Eric Crawford's, uh, column uh from today up and the headline is quote work your plan satterfield blast the lack of leadership in conferences and considering cancellation and and he and he was upset with sort of what we talked about the fact that you know a week ago the big 10 they put out their annual schedule uh, their actual schedule and and now they're thinking about canceling um satterfield's quote here that i think is really important is that's the frustrating part we're playing with these 18 to 22 year olds minds by some of these leagues doing these things this yo-yo saying one day we're going to do one thing and two days later we'll tell them we're going to do this right here that's not leadership we had months to plan out how we're going to come back and how we're going to do this and we've been doing it all of a sudden we get negative talk coming in here this weekend. It's hurt. It's hurtful. Actually, it really is. We had players crying this morning in our meetings. They're crying because they want to play coach. We've done everything we're supposed to do. What's this talk about these leaks? What's that going to do to us and other people who don't have to see that. And other people don't have to see that we're dealing with this on a daily basis. And we don't have to tell the senior that I don't know right now. We're just moving forward on our own. So, He's upset. I, I, this is really difficult. Cause I, I think I, this, I don't think there's a, a fine line to walk in this. Cause I understand Chris. I think I, I understand why he's upset. I understand why the kids are upset because this, this isn't easy. This isn't easy. Right. But I think there, there's some, there's some deviation. Um, there, there's some deviation from there where, why do you, or how, how do you want us to proceed? Or why do you want us to proceed? And we're going to get to what happens in the future in a bit. But my concern is if we go a month from now and we're a few days before kickoff on week one, and it still feels like we shouldn't do this, is that going to be, and it's not going to be enough for the kids then either. 
it's not going to be easy for them either. So if it's already obvious now and it's not going to be easy at any point in time, shouldn't we stop? You know, it doesn't, I, I don't know. It, 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 it doesn't matter to me the timing because it's not going to be easy. And I don't think that, I think people are still going to be upset. And there are some people who don't want to agree with the scope of this thing who are going to be disappointed and upset and angry at the decision, no matter what. Well, I mean, the, the, the problem with this entire discussion is everyone that is adding an opinion to it already has some type of something they can gain from that opinion, whether it's a, you know, you want to have a season or not, there's something they have, there's, there's something they can gain either way. Um, I think that Boami Jones said it pretty perfectly. And his thought was that, you know, my question, if, if the school president doesn't have the answer to what happens if one of our our players dies, they'll have a season. And you're not going to have that answer. You don't you know, have what, that answer. What no one has that if, answer. If a college football player, if an athlete dies. And furthermore, what happens if, you know, you get to the end of the season and they have some of these heart issues that we talked about. But for, for this particular athlete, it's a lot more serious than it may be for some other people. If you don't have the answer to those hard questions, you're just not going to have a season. And I, I, that's, that's for me, that's why I don't, I think it's inevitable that things are going to be canceled because you're not going to have an answer for that. Um, but like I said, the, the most unfortunate thing for me is you're never, you're not getting a lot of true opinions. Um, you're getting opinions that are blurred by politics. They're blurred by Yep. Politics, 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 pretty much. I mean, uh, that, 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 that's basically what it boils no, down but, to. Or even, I think even just people want things, people are only going to accept the quotes, the news, the opinions that fit their narrative and fit the agenda that they want. Uh, for, yeah. for both people who want the season to happen and people who don't. Um, I think that's just the reality. So for example, I I was seeing a discussion between some people and uh, I I don't remember who it was, but Jared Stillman, formerly of, uh, of, of uh, Louisville sports radio mentioned. (laughs) So do you, you know, if, if you disagree with the fact that the, the big 10 is going to cancel the season, do you agree with the idea that the Ivy league already canceled their season? And his point was, it doesn't, you know, if you want the, the plan, this plan to these procedures to keep moving forward and you're okay with that one, it's not about, it, it, it's, it's, it's about what gets you your result. It's about what gets you the result that you want. And that's the result of playing football. And everyone wants to play football. It's just about the idea of maybe we, we can't, <laughs> what if we, what if we can't? And yeah, I mean, if I, if I was to take as much by and like I can't even give a non-biased answer. But if I was to take as much bias out of it as possible, I would just say it's not feasible. I think it's more feasible to play college basketball than it is college football for a, a lot of reasons. I think it's just the um, scope. The scope of it is so much. And and you're right. I, that's a great point. I hadn't seen Bomani say that. It's like it, it, if we can't, what happens if one person dies? What's, 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 what's the play? I mean, what's, what's, the, what's the move? And, and it's not even like if someone dies, but what, what happens if, 
you know, they, they quit football mid through the season because suddenly they develop these symptoms and it's very serious. And, you know, say they don't die, but like th- there's that gray area that I, I think a lot yeah. more, you know, worth exploring. And I keep seeing people, I keep seeing people like, uh, I, I saw the letter that came out from the Ohio state football parents association. And they've listed all the things Ohio State's doing. Ohio State is getting results back in four hours. Ohio State is testing three times a week. Students can go in, even if they're not scheduled to be tested, student athletes can go get tested if they think they may have it or if they were in contact with anybody and they don't know, or they're just curious, like, hey, I might as well get tested. But every school is in Ohio State. Louisville's the same way. They're getting four to six. They're getting the results back in four to six hours. Every school is not Louisville. And you're only as good as your weakest school. And there were there the reason why the Mac the Mac canceled was because some schools couldn't afford the testing. And for every school, you're hearing all these schools who, you know, Virginia Tech, you you had a first round pick. I'm forgetting his name, the cornerback from Virginia Tech who opted out because he felt like the procedures weren't good enough. So it doesn't matter if every team that plays Virginia Tech has, has world-class procedures. If they are doing everything they possibly can to prevent this, if that team plays Virginia Tech that weekend and the defensive line from Virginia Tech, because they didn't have great procedures, is all sick or is about to get sick, then that affects those other teams, that other team on the other side of this line of scrimmage that was already, that, that was doing everything they needed to do, that was following all these procedures that Satterfield's talking about. And I understand the frustration of you're doing everything you can do. If I'm doing everything in my job, Chris, we're doing a project together. I'm doing everything on my end. I should get the credit for that. But, but, but unfortunately this is, is something where it relies on other people. It's a group project and everyone hates, everyone hates having that guy who doesn't do shit in the group project. And sometimes you're able to get away with it. Sometimes you're able to get away with, with doing the work for the guy who didn't want to do the work. And maybe you get a B plus instead of an A minus, but you got away with it. But in this situation, we're talking about people's lives. We're not talking about a B minus or an A or, or, or psychology 201. We're, we're talking about people's lives and we're only as good as the worst person. And, and in that case, I just, I can't trust because of the way that college football works and how much money is at stake. I can't trust that every school is doing it the best. I just yeah, can't. And I mean, even from a, this isn't nearly as serious as, as life or death or things of that nature. But even if like 10 players get coronavirus and they have to set out for a week, then you have questions about competitive balance. Yeah. I mean, uh, you, you have like these, these second string dudes that are going up against, you know, uh, a great ACC school or whatever have you, and they're going to have to do it for a few weeks. And then you have issues about, you know, getting injuries because you have, have less death at certain positions. And that's, that's a whole nother discussion. Um, But yeah, I I think you make a a really great point. If you can't answer a few basic questions then I don't even know what we're talking about here. Definitely. And, And I think, I think we've talked about the serious stuff. So we've got to talk about the Twitter reaction. <laughs> so it's been, I have I never, never seen Twitter lose her mind over something. Well, like let this. me just say, I, I, I think I, I felt like we were destined for something like this because the hash, like the, 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 the folks who think that the media want sports to not happen 
is is that's that take is one of the wildest galaxy brain takes I've ever seen or like folks just want they just want to be happy or they're going to get happy when the the NBA doesn't happen or the NFL doesn't happen or college football doesn't happen. Right. That's all it's all going to that's all going to be happy for me. Or that's all going to be happy to those people because they don't want sports to happen. And that's just that's absolutely wild. And I had a feeling that something like this was going to happen because of those takes. And sure enough, those same folks who said the same thing are, are all about here, all about the, the, the Joe Klein or what's that guy's name from, from, from Fox. I think his name's Joe Klein. Joe Klein. Joe, Joe Klein. Klein, not Klein, Joe Klatt. And then, uh, Brett Silly and, <laughs> and Danny Cano. Oh man, those guys are, they, they're all about it right now. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, so a lot of these guys that are the Joe Klatz and the Danny Canal, they're not like college football authorities as far as like in the Twitter world. They're not usually guys that you're going to like follow throughout a season to kind of make like, you're looking at guys like Bill Conley and some guys Mm -hmm. at SB Nation and things like that, that you're going to read about. But suddenly these guys have found a way to hijack this conversation and become the face of it. And you know, part of me is like props to them, but secondly, it's just like, it's so like, I don't even know what the word is. It's very funny. Um, that, that's definitely one word, but it's, it's so frustrating too, because it, it was kind of a layup take for them to the same time. It's like, so it makes zero sense. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's very, it's very clay Travis adjacent. Um, that's, I feel like that's the one yeah. name we haven't, it took us, who would expect it would have taken us like 30 minutes to talk about Clay Travis. Um, <laughs> I don't know if it's been 30 minutes, it's been something like that. Um, but it definitely looms large. And I think uh, it's just kind of the, 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 the folks who just, they don't want to accept how big that this got. And, and I understand. Do you think, do you think though that, that half the time they believe what they're saying or they're just playing a role because I don't even know anymore. I, I legitimately don't think that that some of the things that Clay Travis says he believes, but he no, knows where he's I at think on the spectrum. I, I, that's a great question. I, I think, I think Clay Travis definitely is playing a role. I think, I think he's, he's seen the market inequality. He's uh, you know, to the, you know, just to the, you know, he's more serious than, 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 uh, Barstool guy, uh, Barstool Dave. Um, but also like more to the, like to the right of him politically. Right. Or like, yeah. uh, more PC almost, um, it, it's like sort of PC in a way. I don't know. More serious, but I think these guys, the, the Danny Canals, the, the Joe Klatz, I think those guys legitimately, they want college That's football. The scary thing. They want college football more than anything. <laughs> and there's, it's very like, it, it, it taps into, I don't know. I, I, I don't know how much, if you've listened to, uh, if you listen to part of my take some, I, I don't listen as much anymore, but um, not at all. They talk, uh, it, it, one of their big things. And I think is a hundred percent real is the fo- the idea of the football guy. And the football guy, like, you know, he's, yeah, you know, the football guy plays through sub concussive hits, you know, he, um, you know, he's, he's kind of a man's man, but like, uh, like Andy Reed, you know, big football guy, 
you know, the, the coach type, he's, he's a little bigger, uh, maybe enjoys a cocktail at night. And there's something to this idea of like the football man, the all American football man, we're going to play through this man. You know, if I get sick, I get sick. You saw that coach, that coach thing is from Idaho or something. That was like, he, he was like, I told my wife when the season started that if I died coaching football, at least I coached, you know, (laughs) at least I was, I was given the good word of football to some young men. And, um, and I, I don't even know how you combat with something like that. Like, I don't even know. You, you have don't, a conversation. Chris, you can't talk serious to it. I don't, I don't have the energy to fight that battle. I got, I got too many other battles that I are got much too more many. important to fight right now. Like, <laughs> Lord, but, uh, um, it's, it's, it's something like for me, when I say that I don't have the energy to fight a battle, then you know, it is exhausting. Like I'm, I'm just saying that, like, it's it's wild man like it it is just it is crazy how i i do wonder if like i i think the way we reacted to to march madness and ncaa tournament we did not have any of this and i don't know if it was because of the sport or it was because it was so fresh oh it's because it was so fresh i think i think it was because everyone wasn't i would be very curious i'm very curious to see kind of the the pushback from the college basketball world and the college basketball writers, if they're saying three or four months from now that we're canceling the college basketball season and to see how different it is, because I, I think that's a very, that'll be very interesting well, because it goes back to like the football main and things like that. And, 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 he, and here's the thing, here's the thing about that is, is in, in that situation is you've got the NCAA is going to run that ship and they get a billion dollars a year from March madness. So, if you want to talk about the, the, the issues that you have with sports, with, with the different conferences, having different ideas, that is not going to be the case for college basketball. It's like, yeah, the conferences are going to have their own things, but you better believe that Mark Emmert's going to make sure he's involved with those conversations. Something to keep in mind when that comes down. But I, I agree that's a while. And, and we can talk about the, the feasibility of a college basketball bubble at another point, but I, I, I understand the 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 reasons why it can't happen. I understand. I'm just saying that's the only way it can happen. Yeah, I'm just, <laughs> I, 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 I'm just interested in the conversation because you know football writers are generally more conservative, and college basketball writers are generally more liberal. So I, I think that's going to be like a fascinating economy if it does happen. But if you um, also, but you know, also like let's also watch. But. Let's also compare that to the fact that. I, I think you could probably say the same about NBA. Obviously the NBA is the most liberal sport. We, mm-hmm. we can probably agree to that. And they're doing a bubble. Even though they're sponsored by fucking Michelob Ultra that we talked about before that. I think that's absolutely the worst sponsorship ever, but yeah, they're doing a bubble. Bubble's the answer. Bubble for days. Bubble's the answer. Let's go. Um, so I think we should, I think we should move forward to what, what's going to happen next. So it sounds like the PAC 10 or not the PAC 10, the, the, the PAC 12 and the big 10 are, they're not canceling yet. I just saw something a minute ago um, from 24 seven sports. And it sounds like it was something from some kind of radio analyst out in California who said the PAC 12 medical examiner type folks are going to say tomorrow to the PAC 12 that all contact related practice should stop. That's kind of the big news. 
It sounds there was, we started to see some things this afternoon that the big 10 was saying, Oh, we didn't actually vote on it being over, which seemed like total BS to me because I think that was just kind of like, Oh, Hey, like we're kind of waiting. And then now I I saw Herb street say that the big 10 is waiting. They, they're, they put, they're thinking about holding. They haven't canceled yet. They're just in a holding pattern, something to that degree. But either way, it does seem like, We've got this ACC and SEC together type thing. And then the Pac-12 and the Big Ten on the other side with the Big 12 in the middle. But the word that we saw from Texas was Texas wants to play. Texas, another, I mean, obviously they've got a lot of money. They've got a nice hospital. I'm sure they're doing the great with, with, with the procedures and all that jazz. They're saying that they want to play. So <laughs> I, I just saw a tweet from uh, the college football Reddit. That was like the, it was like the bachelorette and it was like the Pac-12 was giving out the roses um, <laughs> and the big 10, the SEC, the ACC and Pac-12 were all there. Like, okay, we're waiting on it. I don't know if you, if you, if you got that, Chris, I'm a, I'm a bachelor nerd. Um, no, I got it. Okay. 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 So what do you, what do you make? Honestly, I want to ask you, what do you make of the backlash that the, that the big 10 got, especially relate to the fact that the big 10 really just kind of like, um, they jumped the gun in terms of, they didn't jump the gun. They just went ahead and said, Hey, we're not doing the, the conference, non-conference games <laughs> unilaterally. What it, uh, what it reminded me of is when Tennessee was going to hire Greg Schiano, and then like people <laughs> found out and they're like, this is not going to fucking happen. It seemed like a very like similar reaction, except it was like national reaction. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not sure that they anticipate it. I, I, but first off, I, I totally agree with you. Like, I think it's complete bullshit that they said they didn't vote. Like, I think that's already happened. No, that's already but happened. I, it's, it's like, like they're just saying that's all, that's all PR. That's all like, yeah. I don't believe that for a second. But I, I do think that they didn't anticipate necessarily this type of backlash. Um, so now they're kind of reevaluating the circumstances. I'm not sure that I anticipated the ACC being this kind of like last man standing, saying that we're going to, you know, play whatever. That's, you know, words of Satterfield today is we're going to be moving forward. We're going to be playing no matter what. Um, so both of those things are, have been a little bit surprising to me is I, I'm surprised that the big 10 didn't think they would see this reaction, but that's kind of how it feels. And I'm also surprised that we're in this situation with the ACC where they're like, we're playing. Um, I, I didn't think that they would be on the forefront as much as they have been. They're even on the forefront more than the SEC. And that's who I imagine, you know, naturally who would, who would kind of be there. SEC seems to be a little bit more quiet than I anticipated. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and I, I, we heard Saban come out and he talked a little bit, but he was, he kind of just kind of just towed the same line as Satterfield did, but without the, 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 you know, the, the passion in terms of, you know, we're doing everything we're supposed to be doing. And it, it does seem like, especially on the SEC front, there's very much a, well, we're not going to let those guys decide what we do. So I'm not convinced. Yeah. I, I think some of the folks who, who are, are, are rah, rah, let's play until there's a outbreak. You know, I, I think those guys are, are claiming some sorts of victory today, but I'm not convinced that th- this, this is, you know, that, that, that things are going to keep going. I, I think when the guns to the head, 
I don't know. I, I just get the feeling when the guns to the head that, that, that most of these, most of these guys are going to balk. They're not, they're not going to, they're not going to want to, they're not going to want to take on the risk. So when do you think we'll have a whole lot more clarity on this situation than we do? Do you think it's by the end of the week? I, yeah, I think the next seven, because days. that's like the next question for me is I don't, I don't know. I, I think the longer this drags out, the more it actually favors the season happening. I think really quick closure would probably mean that the season does, is, I, I mean, that's kind of what I think because I, I think the, the more conversations you have between conferences and things like that, you're going to see more of a push for a season to happen. I think if there's kind of, you know, the big 10 makes a call tomorrow or in the next few days, open case shut, we're not having a season. And then I think it'll be a domino effect. Well, um, if the big yeah. Ten doesn't make a call in the next few days. Then I think I would lean more towards some type of season happening. I, I think it is also important to note that, that kids are coming on campus now. So what's, you know, what do the next few weeks bring is I think the real question. I mean, we saw Louisville, Louisville dealt with an outbreak in, 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 you know, in the quote unquote non-revenue sports uh, related to parties. Is, is that what the next few weeks is going to bring? That's, that's the question to me. I think if we start seeing that, which I don't know, man, like, listen, I, I get it. I heard some people try and say, you know, these aren't kids. These are, you know, these are adults. They're, they're young adults. They're not kids. Dude, when I was 19, <laughs> when I was 19, 20 years old, I was not making decisions that would, uh, that would, uh, that, <laughs> that would lead to the preservation of, of intense college football health pr- procedures. <laughs> and let me tell you, the student athletes I knew weren't either. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, <laughs> no, you're, you're completely right. By the way, with the, with the soccer players, like if there isn't a season, do they get their scholarship back? Like what, what happens with that? That's, that's, that's I mean, that's, that's all thinking that's, like yeah. all the day. That's all the um, questions, man. Yeah, that, I mean, that's, it, that's a, all these questions that, that, you know, and those are hard questions and, and, and that's, um, that's why some people, you know, th- that's one reason that some people are giving for why we should cancel this, but like, that's all window dressing, man. Like, yeah, yeah definitely let the kids come back if they want to come back. I don't know. Like, it's just, I, I don't know. That's, that's not, I don't think that's as big a, uh, you know, that's what they're doing for, for baseball. And it seems fine. I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm to the point by the time that this podcast, you know, is live tomorrow, that the situation is going to be completely different than what we're talking about right now. So that'd be yeah. fun. It's funny because all this stuff happened and honestly, it did, didn't much really change. Like we haven't really like, yeah, it seems like college football is closer <laughs> to not happening than it was 48 hours ago, but it doesn't, it's not there yet. Nothing is change it, you know, we have no tangible change. Um, I, I did want to talk one more thing about the, the association, the college football association. Do you think that that's something that's legitimate? Do you think that that's something that could happen or do you think that just kind of gets pushed away or yeah. And I have another question for you after that, but, but, but go ahead. Oh, I mean, I, I think it absolutely gets pushed away. Um, I That's think my concern. That I didn't want to be alone in thinking. It's that. like, I, I, I just, I mean, it does make you wonder like what point it takes you to get to, to see some type of real change. If it isn't this, then what is it? Right. Um, but yeah, totally. I, I don't think this is the moment that you're going to see some type of colossal change. 
Um, I, you know, you want to extend this out to another season. I don't foresee that happening, but if that were to happen, then maybe you see it, but it, it's going to take more than just one season um, for, for something like that to happen for sure. Makes total sense. Um, and, and I, I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm just, I don't know. I, 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 I can't see, I can totally see some coaches being like, Oh, well, you know, don't, don't join that. You know, we don't need that. You know, if you join that, I might consider other things uh, and, or you might not get to play something like that. Cause that's hap- that. I don't know, man. Like that's, that's the thing about these articles that keep coming out. Like we saw Steve Adazio who coaches now at, uh, at, at Colorado state, they're having all these issues with their procedures. You know, we mentioned Virginia tech, like for every school that you hear that, that the, the students, you know, Liberty, another one that students are very questionable about what's happening. There's five schools that, that, that the kids haven't come out yet. They haven't said anything. So it it does make you, it does make you wonder like if, if players don't have leverage in a situation like this, then when will they have leverage? Like uh, we, I think like a lot of people feel that there, it is inevitable that in some point or time, there will be something that happens that causes, you know, whether it's a union to happen or it's, it's players to be played, there will be right. some type of change and systematic event that happens to make that, that family happen. Um, and this seems like a moment that could fit that mode, but it just doesn't feel like it will, but it does make me wonder, like, you know, there's tons of leverage for college players right now. Um, but I'm just not sure it's enough. And I'm just, I don't know, man. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure it's enough. I saw someone suggest that the NFL Players Association should get involved, which I thought was smart. Uh, a good idea that they should they should contact yeah. the guys and be like, hey, we'll, we'll help you organize this. Um, that makes sense to me. I don't know if it's going to happen because I, I don't think the NFLPA is all that powerful either. Um, one last question. What is there a paradigm? Is, is there a situation that you would feel comfortable with college football happening? Is there like a, a set of circumstances? Like let's say they pay the players. I mean, I, I, I don't think that's really up to me to answer. Okay. Um, I mean, I, I do think like, cause I was trying to think you know, about the, that myself, the, uh, you know, the, the, the players receiving some type of compensation and saying that, you know, they are aware of all the risk. Mm-hmm. Um, I would f- morally, I would feel better watching a college football season that happened at this point, if it's going to go on, you know, because if you say it out loud that college football players, they're not being forced to play. They are getting something. They're getting a scholarship, but they're playing with the risk of a CTE and the risk of coronavirus. And they're not getting any type of, let's say compensation because I'm right. not going to get into the discussion about scholarships and things like that. It sounds really bad when you say it out. Loud. <laughs> um, so, um, you know, I, I would feel much better if there was some type of compensation, some understanding of the risks that are being taken. And that would make me feel better morally to watch it. But is it enough for me to think that, you know, that that's going to be enough for a college football season to happen? I don't know. A vaccine, obviously. Um, right. But, right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I, I think, I don't know. It would be really hard for me. Yeah. Like, obviously I love college football. I love Louisville football, but I think, I think a situation where, 
you know, the players, if there was an association that was built, the thing is there's no time for any of this. It's like if an association was made and they signed off on all the procedures and everyone was following this kind of same level. And if players were getting paid, like maybe I'd be, I'd feel better about it. Um, the but problem then, for me is that I don't believe all the players that say they want to play. Like, I, I think that's, I think that's a thing that, that is kind of like the, you know, they're following the crowd. And yeah, I mean, I think gonna, they're, if they're going to say something else and then fans are just going to destroy them online. Or like, of course, so. like, I don't know, like, I, I think there's a lot of guys that are like, of course they're saying they want to play. That's what they've got. That's what their life is. But I, you're right. If, if you sat down and, and sat with those guys for 20 minutes and had a conversation, would they, would they be like, well, you know, I'm concerned about this. I'm concerned about this. Well, okay. That's legitimate. And you know, that's, that's a little more than hashtag we want to play, <laughs> you know? Um, so it's, it's, it's so difficult. It's just, it's, it's, I, I hate how it's become this dichotomy of, of two sides because it's so much more complicated than that. But if there's something that doesn't need, that needs nuance more than anything, it's, it's public health. I mean, no question. God. And I think my issue, and I mentioned it sort of towards the beginning of this conversation, and I think it's a good way to, to wrap up my thoughts is if in two weeks, as you mentioned, if in two weeks, um, you know, or let's, let's say, let's say the, the, they're, they're going for week one, you know, we week one of the sec season and two teams or three teams have a ton of guys sick out, let's say big names, you know, you know, Mac Jones from Alabama or whoever from LSU, you know, you know, a bunch of big names are out and football's then canceled from there. I just don't, I don't see some of the people who are against who are pro, you know, for wanting to have a season. I don't see those people being assuaged by, I don't think anything's going to assuage them. I don't think the Joe Klatz, I don't think, I don't think the, obviously not the Curly Travis's. I don't think the Danny Canals. I don't think those guys are going to be assuaged by anything that happens. They're not going to be happy that, that college football gets canceled unless someone is, is severely hurt. So that's, that's my fear is that I think, I don't want to believe you in the idea that a, that a season is going to happen because I think then we're going to the point that a season will happen until someone gets seriously hurt or, or dies. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I, um, I, I guess that's my, my concern is at what point, at what point is everyone comfortable with canceling the season? Cause I think a lot of the folks who have been the loudest about this, there's not a level that's a, that they're okay with. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, if the players have kind of the leverage now um, yeah. and these people are getting kind of behind them and saying, you know, the, the we want to play movement or whatever, if, you know, in two weeks time from now, those players have a change of heart. I would like to think that those those same people would be consistent in their thinking <laughs> and would say that. Keep that same you know, energy, uh, dog. Keep that right, same energy. Exactly. Because I, 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 I don't know if I do disagree with you, but I think I want to disagree with you that if all these big name players are setting out and saying that we're not going to play that at some point in time, like guys would, would kind of see that, you know, we shouldn't have a season and there would be more or less some universal agreement on it. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. I don't know. I, th- I think, I think that's a good way to wrap things up though. 
it's we're only it's it's I feel like we're we're in cloudier situation than when we started, but that's these times, man. <laughs> but yeah, I think that is a good place to wrap it up. And I, you know, great to be back on this, Chris. Absolutely, man. Enjoy. We will be back. We, as I mentioned, we will have more episodes. Sure. Um, working on talking about a ton of other things. I'm sure we'll talk about this more. We'll talk about the fact that Louisville lost its best basketball recruit. That's great. Um, uh, we'll talk about a ton of other things, I'm sure. Um, but thanks everyone for listening. It was good to be back. Hope you enjoyed. 